0: I am Kirsten.
1: This is Jason. Thanks for joining us today.
0: This is the House Podcast, and we're helping the next generation discover real life in Jesus Christ.
1: So, we're recording this on Thanksgiving week and I feel like it's a good time to talk about gratitude and it's in the midst of a global pandemic, uh, which might make gratitude harder for us. So it seems like a good time to talk about it. Um, Let's start our conversation about gratitude today with a couple of Bible verses, Um, and I'm just going to give snippets from them. But we have all over the Psalms, um, Psalms beginning and ending with this command, give thanks to the Lord. Uh, Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances to the Colossian church, In chapter three, verse 15, he says, be thankful. The author of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, be grateful. And what we find all over the New Testament and the old, um, is this command to be grateful. It's not, it's not like, um, uh, aren't you grateful for a thing? Don't you feel grateful? It's be grateful. And which strikes me as a little strange. Uh, my, 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 Experience in life leads me to believe that many of us, um, sort of, I think we just think this way. I don't think we talk about it. I think we think that gratitude or thankfulness, and I guess we'll use those words interchangeably, probably, um, that that's a feeling that we feel when the stars kind of align in our lives, and then sort of spontaneously, gratitude comes out of me. And so, I want to be grateful, I want other people to be grateful, um, but gosh, if if I'm going to be grateful, things have to happen a certain way. Um, Do you see that too?
0: Yeah, I think that when you say stars align, even I'm grateful if this perfect thing happened or if if my broken car got fixed and it was cheap to fix it, then I'm grateful because it was only this much money or I'm grateful because I got all of these certain things. But yeah, it, it becomes a feeling, not a, hey, I'm going to do this. And I think oftentimes when I read a lot of those commands in Scripture, sometimes I don't believe it. Like, oh, really? You think I can just set my mind on things? Like, you really think I can just be grateful? But I don't believe Scripture to tell us things that we can do if we can't actually do them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It, that reminds me, Kirsten, like – I think sometimes I'm prone to read those texts and I make one of two false assumptions. I assume like like when it's hard to be thankful, like when I'm like, I read it and I'm like, ugh, you know, I think you guys or God or like the writer of the text doesn't, you don't really understand what I'm going through right now. And so like, it's like, like being thankful is a little bit hard in my circumstance. Um, or then maybe I get this kind of corrective teaching somewhere where somebody informs me about what the first century church was going through. And I'm like, Oh gosh, (laughs) like, you know, and, and then I feel like, well, I can't live up to that. Like I don't know how to be thankful in that kind of suffering, you know, or something. But in either case, it's, that's a, I do think it's such an interesting Mm -hmm. verse to come across or command to come across over and over again, because on one level it, it it sounds almost flippant. Like we would say like, cheer up or something. On another level, it sounds like it should be simple, I don't know why it sounds that way, but it feels like that to me. Like I read it and I'm like, why is it so hard to be thankful?
0: Well, in so many of the passages, it's talking about just other things to do. Live quietly, yes. do this, this, and this, and be grateful. It, it may mean it, yeah, it it's comes across in. as a thrown in, simple, yeah. just like an assumption that like, of course, this mm-hmm. is what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I guess I, I reflect on this quite a bit um, because I needed to be reminded of this, but um, – but in case people haven't heard it, I want to say here too, but the when you come across a Bible command, a, a, an encouragement, a teaching that's repeated over and over and over again, it's repeated over and over and over again because we need it. Um, and, and so I don't know, like I think maybe Satan can can accuse us or come in and like twist the way we hear this stuff. And I go like, gosh, I'm feeling really found out by the scriptures. It's like why is it, that like I have such a hard time being thankful when being thankful is everywhere in the scriptures. And I think maybe a better way to understand it is being thankful or as a command is said over and over and over again in the scriptures because it's really hard for us to be thankful and we need to be reminded of it and to be commanded to do it over and over and over again. Um, But we want to talk about kind of two kind of ways we get thankfulness wrong. And, and so this first one is—is is this? I'll, I'll start with a story. I remember a number of years ago now. I um, this is a wonder—it's a wonderful testament to uh, history and sort of um, perspective that I don't really remember why I was having such a hard time. Probably because of a, I broke up with a girl, or she broke up with me, or something. But I remember—I remember where I was. I remember what year it was and what time of the year it was. Um, and I remember just having an absolute train wreck of. A day, I think it was like, if I remember, I don't remember fully, but it was something like a bunch of circumstances, like personal, like family, job, kind of coming together in a sort of woe is me attitude of my life. And I, I just remember being like in a pit of despair. And I walked into my room, which was at the time was uh, literally a closet that was converted into a room. Um my, the guy who owned the house had to put a small window in to, in order for it to be qualified as a bedroom for oh you know coding purposes. It was like a walk-in closet that like I converted into a room. And um, and I walked into this room and I shut the door, and uh, and I remember just being angry at God, but I didn't even want to acknowledge that I was angry at God because that like lets him into the conversation. Like I was just angry and frustrated and despairing, and I felt this conviction to pray, which isn't. Um, you know, at, the, at least at the time, for sure, it wasn't like a normal thing for me to go. Maybe I should pray. You know, whatever. And that was that was hard, and prayer is still often pretty difficult. And um, but I remember feeling this conviction to like pray, and I I didn't know how to start. Um, and so I got down on my knees, uh, and I put my elbows on the bed and my head kind of in my hands, and I just sat there and I tried to just. I don't even think I tried. And my breathing just started to change a little bit because I was in a different posture. And, and it was sort of like a, I don't know how to pray with my heart. I don't know how to pray with my words, but I can pray with my body for a minute. And so I'm going to put myself into this position. And I remember like going through these thoughts of like, what am I going to pray for? What am I going to ask for? Because I'm angry at everything and I feel like nothing's working. I don't even know what I want. Like, and so just everything was like fits and starts of ideas. Nothing ever manifested in prayer. And I remember feeling very distinctly this sense, and I think it was God saying, be thankful. And I remember that making me more angry. Like I don't want to be thankful right now. I'm actually this at the opposite end of the spectrum of gratitude. I'm like pissed and like whatever. Maybe I shouldn't say that here. I don't know. But I was very angry and upset. And um and I remember just I couldn't shake this. Be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. And, and then the first words that that I said audibly were "Thank you for another day." And. And then there was some kind of like weird moving around of pieces that happened in my heart and in my mind. It wasn't like immediately I went to peace, but I just remember things starting to shift. And I was almost like almost more angry, but also the door had been cracked open a bit. And so more quickly, another piece of gratitude came out. And then another piece of gratitude came out. And then it was, thank you for this particular friend. And then thank you that I've even got a bedroom right now. And then thank you that my life's not over. Even though this, I don't remember all the things, but what I do remember is I don't know if at that point in my life, if I'd ever spent more than like 30 minutes praying at any given time ever. But I remember I didn't stop saying thank you for over an hour. Wow. And I was just there on my knees by myself, you know, tears on and off and just thanking God for an hour. And I never like turned a corner and then was like, uh, and now I'm going to say all the things I want to say. I literally just said, amen, and I went to sleep. I got up in bed and went to sleep, you know? And I've never had that particular moment again. It wasn't like, oh, now this is like the discipline that I do all the time. I just remember that moment being a pretty revolutionary moment for my understanding of the role of gratitude. Because what I discovered in that moment is something that the scriptures testify to, and that's that that I can actually be grateful even when I don't feel grateful. Um, And the way that sort of sunk in over time is I like to say that I think gratitude is warfare. Um, that being thankful is a kind of warfare uh, against some of the dark realities of the world. Um, because what, what I've discovered is that I can actually, I'd say I discovered it like I just, it's, it's like the universal truth of the way God made us. We all have this at our disposal, but we can actually be thankful um, and it's a decision that we make. It's not just like a, a natural response to, yeah, the stars kind of aligning. Yeah.
0: About. And it seems that in that moment, your perspective shifted and you began to just like thing after thing after thing began to come. And so as you didn't feel like being thankful or feel thankful at those things, you made that decision. And then you actually began to feel thankful for mm-hmm. a room and for another day. And that mm-hmm. that kind of did the opposite. You chose to do it. And then the feelings came versus saying, totally. I've got to feel it. Before I do X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z,
1: that's exactly right. Yeah, that it's true. It was like the 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 perspective, the feelings, the the awareness of all sorts of other things became more obvious. There was a book a number of years ago called maybe it was called A Thousand Gifts or yep wasn't it something like that? Yep. Anne Voskamp wrote the book, but I remember reading that and she she talked about this practice of uh, I don't I don't remember how it started now, but she was like I just want to start listing a thousand things I'm grateful for, and she didn't put a timeline on it. She was like, I'm just going to start at 1 and until I finish 1,000. And, and she said at first it was like very difficult to come up with like 10. But by the end of the list, it was like hard to stop after 50, mm-hmm. you know. And like every day she was noticing all of these things that, that she was grateful for. And, and it strikes me, Kirsten, that like in the scriptures, one of the, one of the sort of most scathing critiques of the people of God from the voice of God is the grumbling and complaining. Originally, sort of, we see this in the people of Israel having been saved out of slavery, and they're grumbling and complaining over food. Um, And like, and you know, if we're not careful, we we sort of go, "You guys are silly for doing that." And yeah, of course, how many of us grumble and complain? Like, I literally have like a a day that would be like the best day I've had in weeks, and 15 minutes later, the next day, I'm back to grumbling and complaining about stuff. And it, it strikes me that like. The other side of that, if there, if there is a continuum of sorts or if there's two sides of the coin, um, the other side of that is gratitude. And for as bad as grumbling and complaining is and tearing apart our community and in, in giving us a poor perspective on the cultural moment that we're in, gratitude um, does the opposite. It unites community. It, cr- it creates better relationships. And um, and it helps us live better in the moment that we're in. Whatever. Anyway, the, the point that's interesting to me mostly in this is that gratitude is not just the response to everything working out well, which is the way most of us, I think, live. Um, like we think gratitude is 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 sort of the payout for the circumstances aligning. And so some people are grateful and some people are not because they have good things happen to them, and these people have and bad
0: sometimes facts. gratitude is a response to good things that have happened. I mean, that is a that is very much a reality. That is not always the case.
1: That's right. It feels great when that is the case. Mm-hmm. When gratitude overflows and like bubbles kind of over the cup, so yes. to speak. That's wonderful. But yeah, I guess I'm thinking all these moments in life, and, and especially this is true, of course, in a year that has so many dark narratives and threads that are, that are hard for us. Um, it's interesting to me to read Bible passages that talk about gratitude as something we can do that's always available to us, that, that just like I'm supposed to forgive my enemies – I'm supposed to be grateful. And I wonder how many of us miss out on different perspectives, on peace, on a way of walking in this world, because we don't realize that gratitude is something that's possible for us at any given moment. Um, and, And I really do think that it's, I've come to know it personally as a kind of warfare, that when I am really frustrated with a particular person, when I'm angry at a circumstance, when I'm... Um, I'm close to despair in a moment I I feel this like invitation to pause and to remember things to be grateful for Um, and it is interesting the strength that follows
0: it's interesting because we pray every night with the kids before they go to bed and I you can tell my perspective shifts like I can have them be screaming at me and yelling and we just have a hard night put them to bed and we begin to pray and thank God, like list the things that we're thankful for. And like I go to, I like leave them. I'm like, I love my kids. Like I just have this like awesome. where they're driving me up a wall. And then we begin to pray and be thankful. And and once we began to actually like not just pray for a couple things, but but begin to be thankful for the day and go through the day, Jax, who was waking up in the middle of the night a lot, just like screaming and having bad dreams, those dreams seemed to like, become less and oh. less. And I think some of it was remembering, and maybe it was being thankful for the different things that were happening through the day that he was processing them in a different perspective as a two-year-old before he went to bed. I don't really know the science behind all of that. But for me, at least, it definitely, it's like every night I just am like, oh, I love my kids, where an hour before I'm like, they're driving me up a wall. Right. Um, and just how that can just shift
1: yeah, I, it, that reminds me of a time, this is a couple years ago, I remember my son um, praying one night and say, like he, he started praying by saying, God, thank you for making the whole world and giving us minds that can come up with things. Or so, it was something like that, it was like really this big thought, yes. and I remember going like, the heck, like, and it just reframed my entire perspective. Like I, I felt whatever was in me before shifted. And now I'm like more open and more aware and more at peace, really. Um, it didn't obviously change any of the circumstances I'm in, but it changed my perspective while I was in it. Yeah. So, so yeah, if we're going to talk about a couple things today, one of them is this, that the scriptures talk about gratitude as if it's something that we can do. It's not just something that happens to us. And so, And I want to sort of try to make that something memorable by saying that gratitude can be warfare. Gratitude is warfare often. Um, it's something that it's a tool that we've been given to fight against the evil in this world, um, or in our hearts even too, um, that we can actually be grateful, and we ought to be grateful. So that's if that's one thing. What's the next?
0: The next one is kind of on the opposite end that sometimes we think we should be grateful for all circumstances, but rather we should be grateful in all circumstances. So some sometimes it can be easy or we've see this happen, um, where it's like, well, this really terrible things happening. So I guess I'm supposed to be thankful for this really terrible thing. God, thank you for having me quarantine for another 24 days because another roommate of mine (laughs) got COVID or whatever that is. And that we make this assumption that we, if we're great, if we're supposed to be grateful, that we maybe just need to ignore the reality of what's going on, and that maybe we don't need to be mourning or grieving or feeling what is happening. That we're just supposed to be grateful, which we I think make an assumption that means we're supposed to be happy, be happy in all circumstances, put on a smile in all circumstances. But what it's saying is be grateful in all the circumstances. So actually, like in the middle of it, that doesn't mean be grateful, but don't mourn. Like right. But it's like be in that mourning and put on gratitude, be in that sorrow and put on gratitude, that it is not an ignoring of reality. It is not a moving out of things. It's being in the middle of that, especially this year. I mean, you hear so many experts talk about how we've got to grieve, like we've got to mourn because this is a hard year. And so to say just be grateful for this and jump out of it and how hurtful that that can be for other people when we say – Well, I'm just really thankful for this when it's actually hurting somebody else, and you're like, "What in the world? Like, how can you be thankful for something that's killing a ton of other people that doesn't seem like something that God would? I don't know. Doesn't seem good."
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. Like, like gratitude is not uh, something that should minimize um, reality. Or um, another human being. Or, or another human being, which is reality to me, right? Like, <laughs> and actually, in, in both sides of this, I think maybe you could almost summarize a lot of this by talking about how Christians are called to be utter realists. And like, there's times that we aren't grateful because we're ignoring the reality that God is over all things and that he will redeem all things and that, you know, whatever. So we aren't grateful. There's other times that we, we sort of try to be grateful by ignoring reality in different areas of life. And in in neither case is that appropriate. Like we're called to utterly face facts of the world. And if some of those facts are, this is a really hard moment. Um, being grateful doesn't negate the fact that it's a hard moment, right? Um, you have a story of some of what that might look like?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, first, I want to say, I think it, like it's it, it, all of its hard, And I think that's what we're trying to say. Sometimes yeah. this is hard because I also know people. They're like, well, I don't want to be grateful for what I have because somebody else doesn't have that. Totally. And that's not that's not it either. Like, yes, we are the church and we are to be moving and caring for people. And so it should be a movement towards generosity, towards people that were like, oh man, they don't have this. So I want to move towards them. That does not mean don't be grateful for what you have. Yes. That does not mean be mad about that. Be grateful and move towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when, I, when we were thinking about this, I was this idea of being grateful in not for all circumstances. Gosh, I think 10, 11 years ago now, my um, dad had a tumor and um, he went to be, it was a brain tumor. He had um, surgery on his brain and um, they cut into it and we came out of the surgery and um, he had a stroke. So the stroke had caused part of his body to be paralyzed, which he ended up recovering from. Um, but what it did to his brain and his mind was it made him um, he didn't have any like social cues um, like no filters like, basically Like
1: inhibitions inhibitions that's yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: there's no inhibitions so um, some of it was funny because you're like dad you should not be saying those kind of things um, or he you know he we don't need to talk about all the things he would say <laughs> but you definitely you know he had names for clothing items and like just was no inhibitions about what was like right or wrong to say or anything like that um on the other end what the inhibitions that he got rid of were anything that like in the past he had felt like he couldn't say to me or any like emotional attachment so we had had a really hard relationship um very little feelings of love um, experienced from him and during this when he had that stroke he began to tell me how much he loved me he began to want to talk to me about any and everything we had just funny little conversations Mm -hmm. and he wanted to know me even in like naming my future kids, just weird, crazy names, but he wanted to like be a part of that. And he really like all the time would tell me how much he loved me and wanted to engage in that, which I had not received since I was in very like younger age with him. Uh, So I, I can look and say, oh my goodness, I was so thankful for that time. Like I was so thankful for this time that I had with him because of the stroke. Now, the trick is, what we're saying here, is I, I'm not thankful that my, my dad ended up dying from this. Like I'm not thankful that my dad died. I'm not thankful for a tumor. I'm not thankful for a stroke that mm-hmm. he had to endure and go through and my mom had to care for. I'm thankful for the time I had with him and that and the restoration. I'm not thankful for the broken relationship, thankful for mm-hmm. the restoration that happened. And that I can sit and grieve his death and mourn for that and be sad for a broken relationship, but I can be really grateful for what was restored for that time that we had. And I don't have to separate those two things or call it, say, just one thing or the other.
1: I think that's really powerful. And I, I do think, I think there is such a temptation for some of us to, I'm sure we all fall in both these camps, but I mean like maybe we have dispositions or patterns that for some of us, we struggle to to be grateful when we go through suffering of any kind um, or trials of any kind. And for others of us, we are kind of like, it's like we treat gratitude like positivity or something where it's like, it's like, no, 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 I'm doing fine. Like everything's great. Like, you know, COVID, like, is this year hard? The COVID-19 and 2020 and like, deaths and sickness and quarantine and job loss and stress and anxiety, all those things. And it's almost like somebody's like, actually this year has been fantastic. Like for me, I've slowed down and I get more time with my family or, or whatever it is. Like in in our context, I'm not sure, you know, uh, I've had more time with my friends in the dorm or I'm just having time with me and the Lord. Like there's just sort of, especially when like the God language creeps in, I start to like worry about it a little bit. Um, Because I do wonder like, are you ignoring some of the real suffering and the only way that you're able to express gratitude is by ignoring, I guess, the hardship and the the suffering in the mourning. And maybe Kirsten, I, we didn't talk about this in like prep but like what do you think it costs us when we don't pay attention to like the hard stuff? Like if we don't if you don't mourn, if you don't if you're unwilling to acknowledge that this is hard. I mean, have you seen like any sort of like fallout from that in people's lives?
0: Yeah, I think when when there are really hard things that I mean, this is really hard. When something else hard comes up, there's no – we don't know how to live into that. We don't know how to look at that. Mm-hmm. And so it's still there and that grief and that sadness is still there and it's going to come out in different ways. Yeah. Maybe it's going to come out in bitterness if you've been really hurt by something and you're just like, it's fine. Like, this person really hurt me, but, like, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So you're stuffing that down mm-hmm. and ignoring that. Or somebody else dies in your life and you're like, well, yeah, like – there's a reason like in just ignoring all of those things like that's still just ways and ways and ways and is mm-hmm. there. Um, it's going to come out and I, I don't think it prepares us at all to actually face that suffering and scripture all over talks about we're we're supposed to be like suffering with Christ. Like that's part of what we do as followers. We're part yeah. of like facing trials and yes. that talks about building character and perseverance. Yeah. And so we're missing out on, growth ourselves and missing out on knowing Jesus in a whole whole
1: and even and even mourning with those who mourn so like the command to be grateful isn't when somebody else is mourning or somebody else is having a really hard moment to say you know what Kirsten you should be grateful right now because at least you're not like blank or God is still on the throne so you should be grateful right now that's actually not the way the commands come at us it's and I know that the command I'm thinking of specifically is mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice, you know. Um, and I know those words are very particular, so it may not, there may be times when it's helpful to kind of reframe somebody's perspective in our lives, but we should be careful and kind as we do that. Because I don't think, I don't read these commands as coming across as incredibly burdensome to the community of God's people, like... um If you want to think about the burdensome side of this command, it's actually more comes out when it's like, you shouldn't grumble or complain. It's like that angle might land a little bit harder, but the be thankful, it's, it's more goes back to that warfare piece where it's like, actually, you've got a weapon at your disposal in the midst of this hardship. You've got like a way to reframe some of your own perspective when you don't want to get out of bed or when, when your world has gotten so narrow and closed in because, of all the suffering and your sort of fight and flight response, and freeze response, or whatever has sort of given you tunnel vision. Um, there's a way in which sort of thanks can can uh, press back against that thing closing in a bit.
0: And what's interesting with that scripture, with mourn who with mourn with those who mourn, is and I mean I hear that a lot when f- my friends go through hard things. That like afterwards, like well, I'm actually thankful that now I can actually understand what somebody else is going through. So I had a ton of friends who had miscarriages and they come out years later with another friend being like, I'm, they're not grateful for the loss of their child. There is this gratitude that they can be with somebody else in a whole Mm -hmm. new way, that they can have eyes for somebody else in a whole new way that nobody else could. And so that this warfare, this tool is not just for ourselves, but it's for the other it's yes. for being able to move towards another and produce mm-hmm. um, maybe more gratitude in them but just being with somebody in there
1: mm-hmm. it's interesting so, so i wonder if i wonder if it's maybe helpful to summarize some things by saying this like that gratitude is is something that we do when we you know we pray as christians that god's kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven and when we see that happening in any way, we give thanks, mm-hmm. and when it's not happening, we give thanks that it will happen one day.
0: Yes, and I think that that's the the reminder that we're not like we've been talking about. We don't jump out of reality, but we have a we have an eternal perspective. We have a God that is good that we can be grateful for His goodness and what's coming, and yep. so we can actually be grateful
1: mm-hmm.
0: not for our current. Mm -hmm. junk though but we're bringing basically i'm thinking like we're bringing gratitude with us as we get into those circumstances it's coming with our backpack it's coming with us and we're able to do that because we have Mm -hmm. a different story different perspective that is bigger than that current
1: Mm -hmm. reality that's right that reminds me so much of the language from the psalms with the be grateful language that comes up over and over again It's be grateful that God is good or be grateful that his love lasts forever. Be grateful that he's on the throne. It's not be grateful because your circumstances are so amazing right now. And, and, and I think gratitude has got a little bit of a different shape when it's like that, when I'm like, you know, I think of, I mean, I've never run a marathon, so it's probably dumb for me to use that as a metaphor right now, but, but it's probably be very different The the, the, that I being grateful to have finished a marathon is different than being grateful on mile nineteen that it's going to be over soon.
0: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like,
1: I imagine if I'm on mile nineteen, it's probably going to be really helpful for me to to summon gratitude that it's almost over, to, so that I can get through the last couple of miles. Does that make sense? But like, there there is just this. I don't know. I, I guess I want to move forward to to some practical stuff here. But I guess to summarize, we're arguing that this, or making the point that the scriptures argue. That gratitude is something that we're commanded to do. It's not just something that happens to us, and we're not commanded to be grateful for every single thing in our life. We are commanded to be grateful in the midst of every single thing in our life, and that, and that we should know as followers of Jesus that gratitude is a possibility for us at any given moment. It's available to us, and God uh, lifts up our agency and and our um, like lifts us up as sons and daughters. Um, and says it's possible for you to be grateful and it would be good for you to be grateful therefore be grateful right so how do you think we get started like is there like any sort of thing we can do to be grateful
0: yeah i mean i think do it so you're first like be willing to to do it and there's lots of things that can get in the way of gratitude they're like being entitled gets in the way of gratitude. Feeling anxious actually gets in the way of gratitude. Our pace of life gets in the way of gratitude. Um, I would say one of the initial ways we can begin to like make it a practice in our life is to slow down. Um, So if we're just like zooming around going, it's really hard to recognize what's happening around you to even see the things that you could be grateful for because you're just trying to get to the next place and you're not letting yourself hear and feel and see and touch and experience mm-hmm. all the things. Um, so if we begin to slow down, so thinking about, I went on a hike with a bunch of students and my two-year-old, and he, I mean, we took forever to get there. They were waiting for us at the bottom, but he was stopping at every rock and every leaf and everything, pointing them out. And what a different pace than the other students. So when they got students got down there, I was like, hey, did you guys see this cave? Did you guys see that leaf? Whatever. I'm like, oh, no, we didn't see any of that. Because they went to the end. Mm-hmm. So what if we began to take more of a, a pace like that? What if we, as opposed to driving 35 miles down the street, we drive five miles down the street, mm-hmm. five miles an hour down the street. Mm-hmm. What if when you're at home, if you're at home this week, if you're listening on Thanksgiving week, like, what if you take advantage of some of the time you have that is a little slower? Maybe you go outside and you walk around a little slower. Maybe yeah. if you begin to recognize and look at the things around you, what if you drink your coffee in the morning and don't just chug it down to get that caffeine kick? Mm-hmm. What if you actually take time and sip that coffee and mm-hmm. taste that coffee and notice what it smells, how it smells.
1: Notice what it smells. What, yeah, right. it, smells. what it smells. What it smells like. That's right. Well, let me uh, make uh, reflect on this just for a minute because you and I have talked about this a bunch, but like the like th- thankfulness requires. Um, It requires a perspective on the present or on the past a lot. I mean, like, um, it it strikes me as you talk about these things that get in the way, I guess, that when I think about um, entitled, I guess I'm not grateful because I think I'm owed it, Mm -hmm. right? So, I I mean, um, there's not a spirit of gratitude or like nothing feels like a gift when I'm entitled. I feel like I'm, you know, I earned it in some way and so yeah I can see that getting in the way for sure
0: or you're wishing people were grateful for you because you deserve it well yeah and I
1: I don't even think in that case I would wish it I would think they ought to be yes do you know what I mean like and uh, so I can see entitlement getting in the way of that for sure we have a lack of humility or something anxiety and pace like frenetic pace both of those point to the future a lot like I'm anxious because I'm imagining the future uh, possibilities usually if I'm anxious it's I'm imagining they're going wrong um, and, and pace, I'm why I'm, I'm always hurrying because I need to do the next thing. You said that, you know, um, and that's right. Well, both of those work against a spirit of thankfulness. Um, not just because I, I guess I, I, I was trying to dodge saying they're enemies of gratitude, but that's just such an intense phrase in my head. But, um,
0: I think, I think gratitude can, fight against anxiety. That's right. That's right. Like, yeah. Because it goes, that's
1: right. Yeah. It pulls you into the present Mm -hmm. or into the past. Yep. Um,
0: And all of scripture, um, I mean, it's, I love this line of story, but Old Testament, often you hear God's people being told to remember, to remember, to remember, to build altars, to remember, to remember, and then we move into be thankful because you can't be thankful without remembering. You've got to think back and look back and remember. mm -hmm. Yep. And so, yeah, it pulls you yeah. into the present right now, pulls you into the yeah. past to
1: remember. Yeah. yeah. And so to summarize, you, you're saying, and I agree, that um, it's not rocket science here. I mean, like if the scripture is commanding us to be grateful and to, and it's possible for us all the time and to be grateful in the midst of the circumstances that we're in, uh, and that's possible for us all the time, that the best way to do that is to start doing that, like to actually practice it. Mm-hmm. But If you want to be kind to yourself, um, it's probably helpful to know that some things work against gratitude. Some things make certain practices harder. Like, if I want to eat healthier, it may be good for me to not have so many pieces of candy and carbohydrates sitting around my house or something. You know, like that's hypothetically, that's not a true story. It's a true story.
0: Um,
1: If that's whatever, Uh, I won't be kind to myself if I'm trying to eat healthier and I keep putting all this stuff around. My house all the time, right? Um, if I want to be more grateful, it may be helpful for me to not have so much hurry um, and to not be so anxious and to not be so entitled. As you list those things, it strikes me that for many of us, it feels a little bit more like an advanced level class to like not be so entitled or to not be anxious. That sounds like a big work. I think not hurrying sounds big too. It just sounds like I can I can try that for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. And I think with both anxiety and entitlement, what, and there's practices with both anxiety and entitlement to sure. be putting on and, and working through. I do think one of those practices is gratitude that it's not stop being anxious and then you can be grateful. Right. It's be grateful and that will right. begin to work against that. Pace. I do think. I do think that works that way too. That if I sl- if I am grateful, I'm going to slow down because I'm going to be looking at things. I just think that is an easier one right now for us to say. Okay, I can actually walk slower for the mm-hmm. next five minutes. We can. Mm-hmm. That seems like a a good first step, so I to speak.
1: And I, I think God is so good, um, and has littered even in the midst of like a world that's buckling and suffering all the time. He is so good that I I, sub, I think if you slow down and just start to notice the world, um, it's likely that it won't be nearly as difficult to be thankful because God has sort of uh, left clues of His goodness everywhere. Yep. You know the sights and sounds that just exist in this world if you pay attention. Not the stuff you see when you're in a hurry, like you said, but the stuff you see when you slow down. Like the way people, the way those, I I know that we see on social media, the way people are horrible to each other. But like next time we're at a restaurant, why don't we stop and look for like the moments people are being really kind to each other, you know?
0: And when we look at people, it begins to make us curious about them and about how God created them and how much he loves other people and other things. And it'll spiral into a lot of other, like this leaf is this crazy color. And why did that happen? And God's created this. And like, Okay, God's good. Well, the other thing that strikes me when we were talking about it bringing us, God to bring us into the present and into the past, it also gives us a perspective of the future. It mm-hmm. tells us what he He is doing for the future. It tells us, like, the, if we know God, we know that he is making all things new. He's and gone. so it doesn't yeah. just... Gratitude doesn't just say look back or look now. He's saying mm-hmm. look at my my future,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it reframes all of our perspectives of all of those three areas yep. of
1: looking. So if we're gonna practice it, you said just said a couple things. Big one is slow down, but you had a couple other ideas too.
0: Yeah, I think plain and simple: write a letter, send a text, make a phone call to someone that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, choose someone and and tell them let them know why you're grateful for them and mm-hmm. the really it's going to i guarantee you it's going to mean a lot to that person it's going to change their hearts a little bit and it also will affect yours mm-hmm. um that's a beautiful thing about what god's even given us this gift to say here you're gonna this is gonna be warfare mm-hmm. it's gonna be really good for you this is gonna shift inside of you so i would say Right now, pick up your phone, make a call, write yeah. a letter, um, and just plain and simple, here's what I'm thankful for you.
1: Yep, I think that's lovely. And that, that also will, more often than not, it will produce some kind of gratitude in somebody else too. Um, the, most of the time, if, when I tell somebody, especially over text because I can see it, but if I text somebody, I'm grateful for you, more often than not, the response I get back is thank you. Hmm. And sometimes it's even, I'm grateful for you too. But I mean like, thank you is gratitude, you know? And so it's interesting that that even just produces that pretty naturally and there's like this, um, uh, yet we can sort of seed that. And even if you're thinking about it broadly and if you're really thinking about helping other people even follow Jesus, um, that your own gratitude can help other people obey the commands of God in the scripture, uh, which is pretty lovely. Um, Yeah, so... Be grateful, which sounds intense. I know it's like it's Thanksgiving week, so it kind of loads that up uh, for us. That's at least when we're recording this. Um, but I think all of this feels like a little bit strange in the midst of a really hard year, knowing the average person is having a harder than normal year. Um, it, I, I like this conversation because I, I don't want the command to be burdensome in a way that's not pastoral to people's experiences and kind of people's experiences. But I, I think a lot of us are missing out on so much of what God has to offer us because we have not paid attention to the fact that Thanksgiving is something we can do. Um, we think it's just something that happens to us. And, and so what if this week, what if right now people are listening right after this is over or something, um, uh, be better if they even just turned it off and didn't let us finish <laughs> and just said, thank you. Um, but what if we actually began to try it as an act of faith and said, listen, I don't know how I feel right now. I don't. Maybe listening to this, something comes to mind for somebody, and that's really lovely. But even if it doesn't, even if they're like, man, I don't want to be grateful right now. I want to go, but what, what if you began to experience the fact that you can actually be grateful even when you don't feel it? And you can express that thanks and thank somebody um, and then see what happens on the other side.
0: And what if you could be grateful when you're in the middle of something that sucks yeah. and mourn and still be grateful in the middle of it, but not ignore reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds like maturity. <laughs> Sounds like a healthy human being. All right. Well, I'm thankful for this conversation. I'm thankful for the scriptural command. I'm thankful for you. I'm
0: thankful for you. I'm thankful for everyone listening out there.
1: Yeah, it feels appropriate to say that, right? Yep. <laughs> Y'all, thanks for uh, checking this out. Um, uh, we appreciate you guys. If um, it's if this, if this uh, episode is helpful for you um would you please consider sharing it with your friends um and if you're listening to this on thanksgiving week, we hope you have a great thanksgiving
0: thanksgiving
1: we love you god bless you